In this episode, we're talking with my friend Veronica Taylor about the steps she took to leave corporate America and start her own business, which includes working with virtual assistants. We're going to hear everything from the first tasks and projects you should get started on when working with VAs and so much more. Really hope you guys enjoy this episode. By the way, before we get started, I wanted to remind you guys that I have a ton of free resources on my website, which you can find by going to clone yourself the letter u.com. Once again, it's just clone yourself the letter u.com. Go there and check out the ROI of a VA, which is an online calculator the VA is built to show their ROI for you and go to the freebies section too. We have a ton of really cool resources. Some will show you how you can work with VAs to create brand guidelines, how you can create a lead magnet and so much more. So check out cloneyourselfu.com. Now for the interview with Veronica. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Clone Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Cabert, and today I'm sitting down with a friend of mine, Veronica Taylor. And, you know, Veronica actually made the leap. She jumped ship from corporate to do her own thing as an entrepreneur, and she works with virtual assistants as well. So I wanted to bring her on the pod to share some of her knowledge. Veronica, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And you know, before we get started, could you tell us a little bit about your experience in corporate and what life was like when you were working in corporate? Yeah, absolutely. So I started right after uh, the dot-com boom in the late 1990s, and I was very lucky to be here in the Bay Area for that. So right out of high school, I started working for one of the biggest financial companies uh, in the world, actually, Franklin Templeton. Their main headquarters are here in the Bay Area. And through that experience, I was very lucky to stay working with Fortune 500 companies here in the Bay Area from biotech, high tech, finance, mortgage industry, always in the administrative project management uh, side of business, building the operations. Uh, 15 years in, um, I learned a ton uh, from all my C-level executives, learned a lot about business and what it takes to build a strong foundation infrastructure within an organization. And then in my early 30s, I was kind of done trying to, you know, climb the corporate ladder. I wanted more autonomy. Um, I always had the entrepreneurial bug. And in 2003, I made the leap and decided to become a coach. And um, with my executive, uh, uh, my relationships with executives, I was able to do that lead pretty well. And then that actually shifted into providing virtual assistant support for these C-level executives who were also jumping ship from corporate and starting their businesses. And because I had uh, the professional relationships with them, I was able to coach them through the process and actually bring in talent remotely into their new companies. So that's really interesting, you know, and corporate life can be very tough. What was it that made you want to leave corporate, really? For me, honestly, it was really about having more autonomy and being that, you know, I really like to create change within an organization and... Um, at the level that I was playing with C-level executives, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of room 
to changing things or optimizing things. For the majority, they went along with if it's not broken, don't fix it mentality. And that doesn't necessarily build a infrastructure that is going to sustain optimal growth or substantial growth in the future. And I've always had the ability to see the gaps within certain situations or even relationships, but more importantly, processes. And I would bring them to the forefront. And even though a lot of my executives would say, you know, that's a really great idea. Um, I think you're right on the ball, but it's not the right time. Or we don't have the funds to do that. And it really, to me, it felt like more of a mindset issue than really a productivity or a funding problem. And it just became where I just wasn't having the influence that I really wanted to have within the organization to make really impactful change. And I thought that, you know, doing it, you know, as an entrepreneur, I would have a, a more of a, a, an ability to be able to do that. Yeah, no, definitely. So how would that uh, whole decision-making process go from making the leap from just the idea to, yes, I'm going to do this? Well, it took definitely a lot of planning. I didn't just jump ship. Um, I'm a very methodical person, and I think things through very thoroughly before I just, you know, make a leap into things. So obviously, I made a an exit plan, and what did that look like? Obviously, I saved uh, a year's worth of of my salary to make sure that I had a buffer um, because it's very difficult. I think going back to mindset, you know, having a steady paycheck and then going to not potentially having any income coming through and just making all the right connections. I would say even a year before I made the leap with other organizations, ex-bosses, people that I was in contact with that, and I would say to, I would let them know, hey, I'm going to be starting a consulting business and, you know, this is how I plan to do it. Do you know anyone who needs the service? And I actually started doing it six months before I quit my job. So to me, it didn't really feel like a super scary process because I had made a very thorough plan before I did it. Oh, yeah, that's super smart of you. So how have VAs uh, played a part in your business? Well, I think here in the Bay Area, we have a very specific market in the sense that there's a ton of opportunity, and and that includes for small business owners as well, but they are in a very... um, unique predicament where they are there's a lot of business here there's a lot of money startups are very common here but they're also competing with big corporations right we have some of the biggest companies in the world like facebook google twitter where they take a lot of the talent here Mm -hmm. and small business owners just can't compete with that so i started to see the need of administrative support customer service support and this was obviously through my coaching and helping them build the operation where they're like well this is great i have this process but now i i can't afford a hundred hundred and twenty thousand dollar executive assistant you know Um, and they're like well can you do it and i'm like well you know that's not what the whole point of me leaving corporate was, you know, so I began to see that there was a huge need for that remote talent. So I began to connecting myself through, you know, a lot of online resources, LinkedIn, Facebook is great for finding talent. 
And I began to start sourcing these individuals for them because I've obviously hired, managed, and fired administrative staff, customer service staff, and was helping them make the connection so that they could fulfill that need that they need administratively without having to pay the the massive amount of costs that it takes to have an internal employee. And that's really how it began, very organically. I love that. And what type of tasks and projects are you seeing that your VAs uh, help out with the best? I would say anything that's administrative and customer service-based. So uh, email management, database management, um, staying into contact with clients. So anything that is a very repetitive task, if you were to hire a person in, in person, it would still cost you about $40, $50 an hour when you implement all the employee costs. And that wasn't the case with remote people. All you had to do was other make the connection where they would be working project-based or even hourly as well. So it really was about that task that needed to be done on a daily, weekly basis that hindered the business owner from really focusing on the things that really mattered in the business. Totally, totally. And, you know, one of the things I mentioned is starting with objective tasks versus subjective. And customer service is definitely one of those things that a lot of people start out with when working with virtual assistants, but it can be very subjective. Mm-hmm. So how do you train to get customer service VAs up to speed, knowing that it can be pretty subjective? For me personally, uh, if I have a client who has never had a virtual assistant, I always, almost always um, advise not to start with customer service. Because you're right, it's very subjective. Um, One person may think of a certain way of being or interacting with your client to be good customer service, and it can be completely out of alignment on what you consider to be really good customer service. Um, But once that is established and you're ready for a customer service person, I think, obviously, skill set is a no-brainer, right? They have to have the qualifications, have some experience, have good communication skills. Uh, All of that um, comes into play. But I think the most important aspect of hiring a customer service person um, is to really get clear on your mission, your vision, and how does that translate to your overall brand and how you want to be perceived by your clients and your customers. And really understand if those things are in alignment with whomever you're going to be hiring. A lot of the things, uh, the the very thing that I tell uh, my clients also is that uh, virtual assistants, essentially the really good ones, consider themselves business owners entrepreneurs and they really are but again that goes back to mindset right so they should be treating you their client with the utmost uh, professionalism and a hundred percent customer service because that is how they're going to treat your clients as well totally agree yeah i i teach that uh vas are similar entrepreneurs as well so i love to hear you say that so my final question for you veronica is everyone wants to know 
where do you find reliable virtual assistants? And everyone knows I love a certain company that I preach a lot. Where do you find your VAs? Facebook. Facebook. That was Facebook. Most, I would say about 95% of the VAs I've placed were from Facebook. Interesting. Yeah. How do you source them from Facebook? There's tons of tons of VA uh, Facebook groups where they all hang out. They share resources. They obviously market themselves. You can see how well-written communication they have. Um, They sometimes do live videos. You can learn a lot about the virtual assistant world through Facebook. So I just would scout and put ads, hey, I'm, you know, I have a client who's looking for XYZ and how many years of experience. And I think the most challenging aspect of that is there's so much talent. How do you de- decipher which ones are going to be a really good fit for your client? And, you know, that's one, that's where I come in. I, I'm a talent scout. I, that's what I do. And I'm actually quite good at it. And I have obviously a vetting process um, that I've created within my company where it has made it very easy for me. But Facebook is an amazing resource. Okay, cool. So instead of um, really working with them as a virtual assistant, is it that you're hiring freelancers that are solopreneurs then? Yeah, some of them would see themselves as freelancers and entrepreneurs, but they're really looking to be a part of an organization, a company, have a long-term relationship with that vendor or that client. Totally. So, and that's very important. And I, I would only work with, I would only source for clients who really wanted to have a particular person become part of their company where they can anticipate the needs of the business and the business owner. That's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'll have to check into that. For myself, uh, I like working with uh, an agency so you know it's backed up, but I totally hear that and I get what you're saying. And um, yeah, Facebook groups. So you heard it from Veronica Taylor. Check out uh, Facebook groups to source your virtual assistants. Veronica, before we get going, are there any final thoughts you have on uh, best practices to work with VAs? Absolutely. I think as a business owner, it really does have to start with mindset. Um, I think we all, as business owners who are growing a business, we get stuck in that mindset that we're wearing multiple hats. And it's inevitable, right, when you're starting a business. We get in the, I would say, the scarcity mindset, and it's really hard for them to delegate. Uh, so I would say, you know, really consider your your why, your how, and really your mission and what the outcome is that you're looking for for your business. And hire based on that, not just skill set. I love that. Good job, Veronica. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can look me up at veronicataylorconsulting.com. And if anybody's local and wants to just give me a, a, a shout out or call, you can call me directly at 415-967-1606. Awesome. Thanks so much, Veronica. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't already, could you please leave a five-star review on iTunes? Leaving a five-star review on iTunes really helps others find the podcast as well. So if you found value in this, please help others find the value as well. Thank you so much. And I'll check you on the next episode of Clone Yourself.